Yes, yes, what's up everybody? This is MC Till with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. You are tuned in to the Boom Bap Chat, number 22. Very, very exciting show tonight. It's gonna be a little different from previous shows. We're gonna get into that in just a moment, but do wanna take a moment to say what's up and thank you to our unofficial sponsors, Everybody's Records here in Cincinnati, Ohio. If you're not from Cincinnati, if you live like in Toronto or something, you can still get music. <laughs> From them you just go online everybodysrecords.com and uh, support uh, independent uh, local store that supports hip-hop so also coming up October 1st we're gonna have our new boom bap review volume 2 ready for um, pre-sale so make sure you mark that in your, your phones calendars whatever and I'll make sure you scoop that up at a discounted price October 1st it'll be coming out later in November all right y'all we're here we are here to discuss the new Nas album, uh, King's Disease. Uh, but before we do, let's let's figure out who's in the room. So let's just go around, state your name, whatever you want people to know about you. If you, you want to promote a new book that you wrote or a new album that you're, you created or a new piece of furniture you have in your house, whatever you want to do, um, just say your name and just say something about yourself. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the person that is below me, Mr. Adrian. How's it going, everyone? It's Adrian uh, from DC area. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Nothing to promote. Hanging in there. <laughs> Hanging in there. Right on. Thanks for being here, Adrian. We'll kick it over to Eric. What's going on, everybody? This is Eric Anthony. I'm also known as Swift Mickey, one half of High Society with my partner in Rhyme Has, who's going to be in the window right after me, representing Toronto. Yeah. And Has. Yes, sir. Um, one half for the group High Society um, from Toronto. Shout out to the Raptors. We won, won a good one tonight. Um, big hip hop fan, aspiring hip hop artist, and a big fan of Nas. Let's do this. Yeah, well, let's jump in. And the way we're going to do it is I'm going to play just about five to 10 seconds of uh, each song, um, just so we kind of have our bearings. Uh, and so folks know kind of the vibe of what we're talking about. Um, and then we'll just talk about each song, see how we like it, what we don't like, how it uh, impacts us. So the first joint on the album uh, is the title joint, King's Disease. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. I made the fade famous, the chain famous, Okay, this isn't a time to listen to that. We've all listened to it. It's time to discuss it. So you put this on. What were your initial thoughts uh, of the first song? The king has spoken. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Nas, that he made the fade famous, the chain famous. Mm -hmm. um, Nas is known for his, his intros. If you look back yeah. in history and all of yep. his albums, He's known to have some of the better intros. And um, this intro is no different. I was super excited to hear this. Um, I, I just wanted to know what was coming next. Yeah. But everything he said in the intro piqued my interest. I said, wow. And then it helped King's disease right at the end. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Let's get into this. Yeah. That was my initial thought. No doubt. No doubt. Eric, what were your thoughts? 
Yeah, similar. I mean, I, I love the the soul sample. I'm yeah. a big fan of that sound to begin with. And then to hear Nas come on something smooth like that. And and he's got a way, I'm, I'm probably going to say this a number of times in this discussion, but he's got a way of making you visualize his lyrics. Mm -hmm. So when, as soon as he said, you know, I made the fade famous, the chain famous, you can see the Nas fade with the little line that he, he always signature had or the or the chains that he would wear on album covers you think of the the Queensbridge chain that was an album cover you're like yeah I know who I know who he's talking about I know yeah. I can picture it so it was a perfect intro that had you hanging on every line and it was it had that sense of regality right like a king it was like the king's coronation sort of feeling I love it yeah. like a lot yeah Adrian any thoughts a uh, great way to start the album excellent intro uh I, I love that he's building a picture reminding you of who he is for people that may have forgotten because it's been a while since life is good um <laughs> he's just building what the theme of the album is going to be it was it was a great intro perfect yeah i go back to what has you know said he he is known for some really good intros um and he's had some really good like skit intros and then he's had some really good, like, you know, vocal intros. Like, I, I think uh, one of my favorite songs is the intro on Stillmatic. Like, the way he comes in and that beat mm. is just so triumphant. And it's just mm. like, oh, man, this is incredible. So it, it kind of reminded me of that, of the Stillmatic intro. But, it, I mean, it, it reminded me of that, but it's very different. It has a very different feel to it. But it still mm. just has that, like, I'm here, you know. That, let, let there be, you, you need to focus in on me right now because I'm here. And I'm the, uh, yeah, so I, I really liked this intro. Uh, and like you said, Eric, that, that soul sample, oh man. I was, get, I was getting pretty amped, like, oh, this is going to be something special. Like, this is going to be a special album. So it's a pretty short song, yeah. just not even two minutes. But as soon, let, let's, I'm going to play the very end of it because uh, it, it does kind of end abruptly with the King's Disease. And then it goes right into the next joint. So let's, let's end that and uh, do the transition here. With the game. As we go through life, one of the big questions about things we purchase is, is what the value of it is. Is it really worth it? Yeah. I used to be at the tunnel, 20 deep in a huddle, razors on instead yes, of. Yes, yes. Man, so for me, like I, I said that this might be one of Nas's greatest albums before it came out. So I made this prediction. And the night it came out and I was listening to it, I heard the intro and then this comes on. I was like, wow, I, my prediction might be right. <laughs> this might be one of Nas's greatest albums. It was just sounding so lovely, that beat. And, you know, the thing about Hit Boy is like, he can make that beat that captures everyone, you know, that captures the, the boom bap head, the underground head as well as the casual listener head you know younger cats like he he has that knack to be able to do that and I was like okay I think he's getting into that lane I think this is going to be something special so that's kind of how I was feeling how, how were you all feeling uh as you go into the second song the second song is called Blue Bins you know um I don't know about the rest of y'all, but when, when I get a new album, especially one that I'm really interested in, like a J Electronica album, I look at the track listing, I look at the titles of the songs, and I was starting to want like, you know, Blue Benz, and then he has all these tracks with like, 
uh, 27 summers and all these numbers. And I'm like, what, what are you doing in my mind, Nas? What, what's going on? And then I heard the beat, that dark. I almost could picture Pusha T on a beat like that. Yeah, I can yeah. hear Pusha. So yeah. he started off really dark, like the first uh, track after the intro. And um, it, 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 it was just gutter. I loved it. And um, yeah. it had a lot of personality in it for the beat being so dark. Uh, 80s level, 90s, and then the 80s, then like the whole <laughs> flow on it. I'm like, Nas is really comfortable right now. Like he's, yeah. in, his, he's in his bag. He, he, he's found this little niche right here. And it's just track number two. Um, so I was really excited to hear that track as well. I, I loved the beginning. So track two, like listening to the album and I'm two tracks in, I'm thinking to myself, MC Till may have a point when he made that post. <laughs> that this, he, he may he may have a point. <laughs> I got some flack for it, but you know. It's all good. It's all it's good. All, it's all good. That's right. Eric, what were you, what were your thoughts after Blue Bins? Um you know it, it follows that signature thing that Nas does best where he'll take you back to a moment in, in hip hop history and paint the picture for you. I said that before, but again, you know, I used to be at the tunnel 20 deep in a huddle. You can imagine the people that he's with. He, he gives you some gems about Chris Lighty, letting him in. I love all of those little secret things that Nas is kind of known for. It reminded me mm -hmm. a little bit of, um, of stuff that he did on Godson mm -hmm. you know, with the intro of get down and, uh, and when you get to the last real alive, uh, you, you get all of these hip hop stories with Nas that make it so vivid. And this yeah. is just one of those things you can add to that, that biography that he kind of gives you in his music. So the music matched it perfectly. It really brought you back to that time. And I, I love it. I love the nostalgia that Nas brings to the music. It was great, great, great track too. You know, a good TV show or documentary, like what what sticks out to me is like I want to get back to it because it like it's a whole new different world for me, you know. And you get to know the characters. Do you feel like that's kind of how Nas a Nas album is for you? Like you just want to get back to it because you you forget about your world and you enter into his world. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, when you think of even like uh, his track twos really do this a lot of the time like new york state of mind part mm -hmm. two on on the i am album you know i had seven partners growing up eight turn to seven like he gives you the whole rundown of friendships and relationships and he's kind of even on life is good he he kind of does that with uh i think it was locomotive, locomotive right yeah. like be, being on the train you you feel like you're there with him living that moment out so that ability to put you back into a time and make you live through it through the song. He's I don't know anybody who's really tops him when it yeah, comes to that. Yeah. Adrian, how about you? You you're entering into the second song Blue Bends. What how are you feeling at this point? Excellent song. Uh, I love the piano with the beat. That yeah. beat is phenomenal. It kills it. Uh, Nas of course excellent job. Uh I feel like to to a degree he's taken you through his journey through the industry and certain things he's experienced and how it's developed over the years. Uh, again, just great song, great song. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So that's the second track. The third track is Car 80, number 85, which, you know, like has said, some of these titles have me thinking like, what, what, is, what is this, you know? All right, so we're gonna listen to a snippet of Car number 85. Big Queens, NYC. 
called me baby face in 88. Yeah. Her 40th in Broadway, they made me stay in wait. All right, all right, we'll stop it there. Man. So kind of like I said on the second track, I, I'm, I'm now feeling like, okay, this is, this is something special because I know the next song is Ultra Black. So I'm like, all right. And I already love that song. So we got four songs out the gate that are super dope. So I, I'm just, I'm listening to this for the first time, just feeling like, oh my gosh, this is, this is great. This is Nas over production that I love. I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling it. Love that Car 85 beat. Yeah. Has what, what do you think? All right. So the intro starts off, you know, he made the fade famous, the chain famous. Okay. Then in the second track, he starts narrating about Chris Lighty. Let me sneak the burner in the club. Okay. So now this track, he starts talking about like his experience back in the day with his homies in the back of the whip, you mm -hmm. know, throwing out the work out the window, but it was, you know, the cops turn left and, you know, it was good. So I'm, I'm getting the vibe that he's, even though talking about Car 85, he's, he's narrating this album now from the passenger side of the whip now. That's mm. what I'm getting. Like, even though it's his album, I'm getting that he's kind of looking out the window and just sharing stories. Yeah. An analogy, if you will. Yeah, sure. So this song, um, you know, you really have to be a bad artist to mess up a track with Uncle Charlie. Charlie Wilson on your track, yeah. you, you, you know, it's hard to really mess that up. But um, this track here is slowly becoming one of my favorites off the yeah. album. I just love, I, I, at this point in the album, I love where Nas is. It's, this is how OGs speak. This mm. is how a legend in the game shows you how to do this, son. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's just basically telling you how it used to be back then and just reminiscing. Yeah. But you're right there with him. You're in the backseat with him as, as he's telling that story. And um, I just think he does a phenomenal job of always, you know, bringing you there with him and, and, yeah. and feeling like you were, I felt like I was jungle. Mm. Like, listen, you know what I mean? I felt like I was right there with him. And um, right. knowing that um, Ultra Black was next, I'm like, well, damn, we're already, we already know what the four first tracks are. Right. I can't find a flaw. So, yeah. I, I'm, you know, the only thing I would say is this song, like if I were doing an album like this, I probably would have put this closer to the end. It mm. just has more of that reflective um, vibe to it. But yeah. um, that's just me being super picky. What am I right. going to say to Nas? Right. <laughs> loving it. Loving it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Eric. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, we've got a vibe going on. Right. He's he's followed. And I agree with with the the point that has made about taking a song like this and maybe saving it for that moment when you're wrapping it up. But the way the vibe is going so far, it follows it really, really nicely because he's been setting you up for um, this this ride back through who he is, his nostalgia, and he's done that so much that you feel like, what else can you talk about? But I yeah. never heard about Car 85. I never heard about these stories. And I, right. I know Nas's music pretty well where I can, if someone says, where's this line from? I'd be able to tell you. But I never heard anything about Car 85 before. So right. it's like a whole other aspect in, of detail that I, I appreciate when he does that. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like so far with these songs, his opening lines to these to the first verse are, are wonderful. Like mm. they make you get in it like oh tell me more like this they right. call me baby face in 88 like i'm ready 
I love when people open up rhymes with something that's very memorable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Adrian, your thoughts? I love this song as well. Of course, uh, Charlie Wilson killed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just a great song. I love the uh, journey, the stories. It almost makes you feel like your car is car 85 when you're listening to it. <laughs> right. Uh, also, there's some great lines in here. Uh, some of my favorites are my mere presence got other guys terrified, slap oxygen out of your esophagus. <laughs> That's always hilarious for me. And uh, uh, the Rotten Apples, the Tabernacle. I don't know. I just, it's a great song. It, great yeah. vibe. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, yeah, got that great vibe. Cardi 5, Charlie Wilson, uh, dope beat. And then that flows into the, the lead single, Ultra Black, which just keeps growing on me. Uh. Uh, we don't have to listen to that too much because most people have heard that. Uh, it's been out for a minute, the lead single. What, what did you all think when you heard that for the first time? Did I assume everyone heard it before the album? Yeah. yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, so yes, what yes. did you think when you heard that for the first time? Personally, I felt like that's exactly where, you know, Nas should be with his music right now. We all know he can rap. Um, and, you know, I, I think he was just trying to put out something that was very melodic and not overstated, even the way he chose to flow. My jeans posed to sag and then the ultra black and then, you know, so he focused more on the flow more so than just the lyricism because there was lyricism there, but he's having fun with it. He's letting mm-hmm. you, and you know, I hate to throw Jay's name in it, but I think that's what Jay-Z does so well. Um, he lets you have fun, even though he's saying something, you yeah. know what I mean? H to the Izzo, V to the, we go in ultra black. So he's just having fun with it. The chorus is really simple. It's not overstated. And, you know, for a lead off single, it sticks in your head. And it and it's, you know, preaching the message of, of, you know, black power and black solidarity. And, you know, where we are in society right now, I thought it was very timely for him to drop a record like that without overdoing it. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Eric, yeah, I I feel that it's a very timely song, but it's timeless as well. It's not so on the nose where it's referencing super specific things that we could all relate to momentarily. I think that uh, it's as much as it's called ultra black, it's very inclusive as well because it's, it's things that we all experienced and can appreciate as far as the art is concerned when he references the music and the comedy and, and the things that we associate with black culture, but it's a shared experience and it benefits us all when we embrace it. And I, and the positivity to the song, I feel it'll never, it'll never be a song you look back and think like, yeah, that was a song at that time which sometimes can happen with yeah. like, I feel like hip hop is dead is kind of like that where it yeah. doesn't, it, 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 it was really good at the time, but it didn't age as well just because it's right. so on the nose. Whereas this one, again, he's having fun with it. And something that um, I feel, you know, we look at Illmatic as the standard. He peaked with Illmatic, but one thing about Illmatic, there's really no choruses on it except for like life's a bitch, right? All the choruses are one word, repeat choruses the choruses on this are part of what make the songs great mm. some of the best parts of the songs yeah. which i really think is a reflection of him as an artist so i think credit has to be given to the power of his choruses and this song is an example of that 
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Adrian, your thoughts? Oh, Adrian, you're uh, on mute. So you have to unmute yourself. There you go. Appreciate it. What, what both of those guys said uh, was pretty spot on. I definitely agree. Uh, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, man, I have something to look forward to. This album's going to be real dope. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was very happy with it. I think uh, from Nas, especially considering in the past, what, 10 years, he was, hasn't really been a singles guy. This is an, a perfect single. As everyone said, I mean, he's saying something, but it, it, you can kind of just put it on and, and just appreciate it. It's definitely very dope. Well done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I, this song, I continue to like this song more and more. When it first came out, I was like, it's cool. You know, wasn't in love with it. I, I liked it. But now it's just like, it just gets better and better with each listen. And even after watching the video, I like it even more now. Um, and one of the things I think about as it relates to this song is like, you know, for a long time, I, I think I put Nas in a very narrow frame. Like he's a super lyricist um, and, and he raps, you know, over, you know, boom bap hip hop production, like the Illmatic lane, you know? Um, and I think of it in terms of like, I've been having a lot of conversations about this in terms of like Rakim or Cool G rap, like in that lane. But a song like this and several of his songs before, it like it really made me start thinking about a different lane that Nas has, you know, been going down his whole career, really. And that's more of an artistic lane, a lane where he takes a lot of chances. He takes, you know, artistic risks. Um, it, and I, I love that about Nas. And I think it took me a while to catch up to him to realize like, oh, he's he's not this one dimensional, super dope rapper. He is a very creative, out-the-box thinker, you know? And so you, you I, now looking back at songs that maybe I didn't like before, like on uh, I Am or Nostradamus, you know, looking back, I can appreciate a lot of those songs a lot more because it's like, oh, he's, he's being an artist. He's not just being a dope MC over a dope beat, but he's expanding, he's experimenting. And I think this song really caps, captures that because lyrically, like he is just flowing on this beat uh, and just, it, it just, it's perfect. The way he meanders around the beat, he stops and pauses and then the beat pauses too. Like him and Hit Boy really did, you know, a really nice job on this. And it's just, it's great fun synergy. to listen to. It's great, yeah, great synergy. It's fun to listen to. Um, and so overall, I, I love this song. So, so that, yeah, so now we're four songs in. I'm thinking back, you know, to, previous albums i'm appreciating nas i'm just like yeah this is gonna be you know modern classic this is nothing but dope and then uh this next song comes on 24 27 summers bitch i'm in a good mood good groove pull me up so it's a short song it's only like a minute, minute barely over a minute and a half but it does feel like it changes the vibe of the album a little bit for me i'm really curious to know what you guys think about this out this song so has what do you what do you think so eric remember that theory of how he starts off his songs mm. maybe this one might not be as closely attached to that theory <laughs> bitch I'm in a good mood. <laughs> um, for me, Nas has always had a direction issue. 
with mm -hmm. with uh, a good amount of his albums where you know Kanye West has a real good way of painting a whole complete canvas and relaying the message to you the exact way he sees it in his head. Sometimes I think Nas tends to kind of veer off and maybe in his mind it might be the exact picture he's painting in his head for us to see. I didn't mind this song though. Um, I did think it was more of a Drake, I'm on my worst behavior type, type sound. Um, but again, I'm going into this thinking Nas is just having fun with his, with his music now. I do think that um, it kind of changed the whole mood a bit of where the first four songs were taking you. I just didn't see how this one fit per se. Um, but I don't mind the song, but I just didn't feel like it meshed as well coming off of those uh, four tracks. Um, and I kind of figured he'd catch a lot of flack because it sounds like a trap beat. Right. So I, I figured he did this purposely. And um, it just brought me back to um, when he made the song Bridging the Gap um, and him reaching out to other artists, which he does, does with Dirk later on in the album. But I figured he was just trying to show that even though you guys, you know, tout me as this, this type of MC and put me in this box, I'm going to try new things. Yeah. So I actually commend him for trying new things, but um, it kind of left me thinking maybe Nas should be saying, did I let J. Cole down? <laughs> Instead of J. Cole saying I let <laughs> Nas down. I'm just, I'm just playing with it. I'm just playing with the word play a bit. But um, yeah, I'll let you guys take it from there. Eric, what, what do you think about that? Did it change up the, uh, the flow? When I heard the beat, I said, oh, no, at first. <laughs> but, you know, I like the song. I like it. I like that um, it's that bridging of the gap. Sorry to take the term uh, has, but it is a modern sound with a classic MC still rapping on it. It wasn't like he was, he changed his voice auto tune or tried to do a sing song style. He was still spitting on it. And like you said, it's short, which I think is important for the song. It kind of reminded me of, or something to compare it to was like on, on, the Magna Carta album, and you're, I'm always going to make a comparison between Nas and Jay because they're competitors forever. But he had the um, the song that a couple songs on there that felt incomplete, like they were sketches yeah. of songs that could have been good, but they just were never finished. Whereas yeah. this one kind of was like that, but it was just enough to have the the verse the little chorus and then that outro verse to kind of bridge you into the next portion of the album. But it's very, again, it's very kingly. It's Nas has that braggadocious side of him that he gets the flack for, but it's also what makes him, like you mentioned before, separates himself from those artists he gets compared to like a rock Kim or cool rap. He can be in that conversation with the guys rocking the jewelry and the, and, and the Maybachs like, that is also him. So it's not completely out of place, but it's a part of the Nas um, identity that we have the trouble with. Like, oh, do I have to listen to this version of him now? Right. But I, I thought it could go on. I liked it. Cool. Adrian, your thoughts? Oh, I don't have much to say. I I, okay. I enjoy the song. It's definitely uh, Nas flexing on the on the track. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't love the way he started it by exclaiming "bitch." That just didn't didn't yeah. feel very Nas-like. Uh, 
But I think as everyone, the other guys said, it's just him showing that he can do what, you know, a lot of these MCs that have been very popular for the past 10 years have been doing, you know, talking about Maybacks and black cards and, you know, all this other stuff at the Rockets courtside, Rockets game and all that. Uh, but it wasn't a bad song at all. I mean, I, it was, it's good. I enjoy it, but it's different. So this is one of those songs where I, it reminds me that I did not executive produce this album. Nas did not call me and personally ask me for my input. Like this is a grown man making the art that he wants to make more power to him. Cause I didn't like the song. Like I, I didn't like how it started. I thought the, the beat fell out of place for the vibe of the album. Um, not that it's, a, I don't think it's a bad song, you know, just not my personal cup of tea, you know? Um, and so it did feel like the album went, it was going a certain direction. I think you were saying this has, and then like this song came on, it was like, Rrr. and you know, like before, maybe I would have hated on it, you know, in years past, but now it's just like, all right, cool. You know, Nas doing his thing. That's the choice he made. All right, let's, let's see what's next, you know, and just keep it moving. So that's kind of how I approached the song. So he did keep it moving. So that's a, about a minute and a half, 27 summers. And then he goes into this joint with Big Sean called Replace Me. NAS. Uh, yeah. It kick on all to replace me. So you got, you catch the vibe of it. What did you guys think um, of that one, Has? So that put me right back in the, the, the bends that he spoke about in track two. <laughs> that, that brought me back to Car 85 now. This is Grown Man. It reminds me of, I think, Aston Martin Music by Rick Ross. Um, it has that summery, reflective, shorty on the side of you type of vibe, um, which Nas is really good at narrating. I still felt like this was more of a Rick Ross lane, but you know yeah. what? I loved it for what it was because... I'm getting the vibe now that he's just on his kingly shit. He's just, um, you know, flexing a little and, you know, having fun. He's a grown man. He's done everything. He has a, he has a daughter, Destiny, that probably listens to the little dirks and the boozies and the whatnot. So he probably has that influence now as a father. You know, he yeah. made the song Daughters. So, you know, his daughter's dear to him. So I'm just looking at it from that perspective. Like, he's just a grown man enjoying, enjoying music, you know? Yeah. And, um... I feel like he's not trying to overwrap anymore on this album. He's just trying to flow with the music. There's a yeah. difference between matching clothes together and your clothes just flowing together, even yeah, though the colors yeah. don't match. And I think that's where Nas is right now. He's not trying to show that he can do that fabulous flow, like that, 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 that. He's just letting it flow, just having fun with it. And um, I like this track. Um, I felt like it was a little, you know, poppy, bubblegummy, but... I didn't mind it. I liked yeah. it, but I do think I heard that chorus somewhere. Yeah. And I think it was revamped. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that chorus or that melody um, was definitely used before and he just kind of revamped it. That's cool. Uh, Eric, your thoughts? Yeah. I'm, I, depending on the mood I'm in, this song, uh, I vibe to it differently. So it, it's a good track. I like that he um, collaborated with Big Sean, somebody I don't think that. I don't know if they've had a collaboration yet. They might have on the Big Sean end, but I've never heard. I've never heard it. So I liked seeing those two generations um, 
come to, like Big Sean is of the last decade, I guess you could say, one of the bigger artists of that last decade. Nas is one of the biggest artists of all time. And now to see them put together a, a song, a contemporary song for today, it was cool. I, I think this might be a song that I'll like more or less as time goes on. Time will tell for me. Yeah, but yeah. for now, it, 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 it works. It works. Cool. Adrian, thoughts? Uh, I, I enjoyed the song. Uh, I can't say I love uh, Big Sean's verse, but we're not talking about Big Sean. Uh, Nas did a great job. Uh, Don Tolliver, or however you say his last name, I don't typically like that kind of sound, but I think he did a great job with the chorus. And I especially every time I hear the song, the line, only thing worse than being alone is wishing you were. Yeah. It's not the deepest thing, but that line always stands out. It's like, that's, 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 that's no, not line. It's, it's very Nas. Yeah, no, I feel, I think that's a very deep line. I mean, if, if you've been there yeah, before, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not complex, it's not a big word, but yeah, it's, that's a deep line if you've been there before. So, yeah, and I've definitely been there before. Excellent. So, yeah, yeah I, you know, I, this song to me, I, maybe I'll like it more in time. Um, the beat, the beat to me didn't didn't really speak to me. I, I didn't think it was necessarily a bad beat. Um, I just thought it was okay. Uh, nothing really stuck out to me uh, as far as the beat goes. I actually like Big Sean's voice. When Big Sean raps over production, I like. I actually really like Big Sean. I think he just has a very unique voice, and he just has a Agreed. unique way of flowing. You know. Agree. Agree. Yeah. You remember um, him when he raps. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's different. Um, and I like the, I, I, I kind of like the hook too. It's, it's a memorable hook, kind of nice tune, as you guys said. Um, and Nas does this thing on there. So, you know, not, not my favorite song in the world, but, you know, it's, it's cool. Um, and so that replaced me, then takes us to the seventh song of the album. And this is the one that all the, the backpackers and the boom bappers you know, about threw up on when they read the, the, the feature. This one has a little Dirk in it, uh, Till the War is Once. So we'll check this out for a minute. Nice little intro there. You know I love you different. My queen, my mother, sister, protect you with my life. Let's deconstruct the myth, uh, you just depressed a bit, uh, only good for sex and with ya. Let's dismantle that. It's a man you lack. You don't need us, you can handle that. Let's see where the black family at. We need each other. With bad tempers, we defeat each other. Single mothers, my heart's bleeding for you. It's coward men that were beating on you. Never me. Let's silence them with a silencer for the violence of relationships. Hold your head up, don't take that shit. Run away from it. I should have ran away myself. The amount of pain I was dealt. And I'm a man, my job is to help. Single parent home came up, now the man has grown. Mom's going pops here, wish God reversed the role. Sometimes, if I could have chose, subsidized housing. Sometimes yeah. witnessing the most... Right, we'll stop it there. I just wanted the beat to drop a little bit. Uh, so what do you think about that song, Has? Um, um, you know what? I'm, I'm looking at it in a different... Or I'm listening to it with a different ear tonight. Hmm. If you notice, so far, this is the longest song you've played. So far, from all the songs you've played, yep. this song so far is the longest one. And I think indirectly there was a reason. He was saying stuff. He was yeah. saying something, and it was really introspective and deep. 
Yeah. Um, and the beat really builds you up slowly. And he wrote that really well, even yeah. until the beat started coming in. It made you want to listen to what he was saying. And I almost forgot, like, is this the track with Dirk? This is a track with Dirk, yeah, Lil Dirk. So when you hear him rapping like that, you're like, whoa, I'm not thinking that this would be the content with a Dirk. So I'm going to say this tonight. Like, I'm, I'm going to listen back to it again after, after this, this, <laughs> this, this, this session right here. I'm going to listen to it again, but I'll let everyone else chime in right now. But I'm not hating it. But the one thing is, you know, you got 27 Summers which was the first song where someone might think he's going off track. Then you come back with Replace Me, which sounded kind of like the Rick Ross track. Um, and then you get this featuring Little Dirk. Now it's almost like, because I'm looking at it from a critic's ear, right? It's almost like the work he did with the first four tracks. You know, you can give a pass to maybe one of those three songs from four to seven. But yeah. now it, it's kind of like you're thinking, Nas, are you doing the Nas thing again? Are you, <laughs> are you, are you, are you, are you getting winded in, in, in halfway through the round type of thing? Um, so that's kind of where I was at when I heard the album for the first two times. I was thinking at this point, what, what, what are we really expecting here now? Yeah, not yeah. really bad, but it's losing a little steam. That's what yeah. I was thinking at this point. Yeah. Your thoughts, Eric? Um, yeah, I, I think that the vibe of the album, it, the, the tone of it is, is somewhat changing. But the one thing that I noticed about this album that I'm not always sure about with Nas is that in the past, sometimes he, he gets a really dope beat, but it sounds like he took just a dope verse that he had written before that matches well with it and, mm. and he can make it work. Whereas on this album, I feel like he's written to every song. Mm. He's written to every beat. And the way that this song plays out, I feel that the beat not dropping when it dropped was an important aspect to that verse, meaning as, as much as it, it could or, or should mean. Because he is saying significant things that people need to hear, very uplifting. And to combine it again with an, an artist of a new generation, it's a good look for I, people like myself who would never listen to Little Dirk. Just the right. fact he's got little in his name, I'd be like, I'm not listening to that. <laughs> um, so I, I like that he's put together songs where he's even let the other artists who may not usually talk about those subjects in that way, gave them a space to do what they do, but actually have some content as well. So I think the song works. And so far, I don't think to make this album complete by the time we get to 13, you can take away a track yet these songs all need to be there for the full scope of what you're getting. Hmm. Cool. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Adrian, your thoughts? Uh, I actually really enjoyed the song. Uh, I think this is prime Nas in the subject matter and a lot of the lines uh, saying a lot of deep things, introspective things, important things. Um, I enjoyed the beat. That was fantastic. And actually, Little Dirk, Outside of his verse, I really like what he did on the song. The chorus was uh, very enjoyable. Yeah. I just want to add, too, it kind of brought me back to the movie Delhi um, with Sincere Nas. Um, mm. 
I don't know if y'all remember, but there was a part of the movie where he was talking to the young and the shorty on the bench, dropping jewels with the younger child. I don't know if y'all remember that in the movie. Vaguely. And to me, it's it, when we have this conversation, I'm reminded of that, like Dirk mm. being the younger shorty, right? you know, Nas dropping jewels, like with the content that he's dropping on this song, kind of, it kind of brings me back to Belly where he's giving gems to the younger generation which I think is so responsible of Nas, the artist like him and what he stands for. So even though, you know, uh, some people might hear and see, you know, the features and start getting concerned. If you look at the bigger picture, this is Nas just bringing everything to life that he's always been about. This is belly coming to life right now, dropping the jewels and ushering the newer generation. He did a song with Lil Nas X. So this is not outside of the realm of, what Nas would do at this right. point, right? So um, I'm actually not mad at that. Yeah, I, I, you know, the the previous two songs that we heard, 27 Summers and the one after that, um, I, I could, me. yeah, replace me. I could actually do without those songs on the album. And this song, even though it's not necessarily, you know, the beat isn't necessarily, you know, something I would typically vibe to, um, I'm really glad that he did this song. And for one, like lyrically, someone said it that maybe Eric said it. He definitely wrote to this song, you know, because he's flowing on there perfectly, you know. Um, and to have an MC, you know, come up in the early 90s and put out a song like this that is relevant and he's flowing flawlessly on there. I mean, that's that's a testament to, you know, how dope Nas is and how he's continues to get better even you know, with his uh, wordplay and delivery and presence. So I really appreciate that. But I, the most, the, the biggest thing I appreciate about this is the Lil Durk feature. You know, I, I don't mind when rappers like Nas, you know, will do a feature with like a Lil Durk. I don't, I didn't know Lil Durk before this, you know, I heard his name before, but I didn't know much of him. But um, just coming together, you know, with an artist from a different, you know, era, you know, that has different listeners and to have those two come together, respect each other and make this song is really dope to me. And the other thing about it is that, you know, one of the things I like about De La Soul, they, De La Soul has done features with darn near everybody from, you know, Shaka Khan to, you know, Two Chains to Rock Marciano. Like they've done features with all kinds of people. And every time they do, they are De La Soul. Every time they don't switch up. They are, they are who they are. And I feel like that's kind of what happened here. Like Nas is Nas. Like he didn't switch up and try to be cool or try to be like Lil Durk. He was himself and Lil Durk did his thing, you know, the way he does it. And I thought it, I thought it meshed really well together. So I really appreciate the song, even if it's not, you know, my favorite song of the album. I really probably, probably one of my most, the song I appreciate the most about the album. So I like that they did it. Can I ask a question though? Yeah. Um, do you feel like at this point, cause I'm trying to remember this, like the first few listens, do you feel like at this point you're listening to two different albums from track one to four versus five to seven? Like, do you feel like now we're, we're going into maybe another direction or another, it just has a different aesthetic to it? Or do you yeah. feel like it's all a part of the big picture? I think probably both depending on the listener. Cause you know, I talked to people about this album and I thought for sure they would be like me. They're like, Oh yeah. I like, you know, first four joints and the next three are not that good. But I talked to some people 
they really surprised me. Like, no, you know, 20, I love 27 summers. I love replacement. I love, you know, to the wars one. So I think it depends on the listener. I mean, for me, I, I like a kind of cohesive feel that goes in a certain direction. Um, so for me, it does feel like it, it does, it's, it's going in a different direction now, but if, if you're someone that has more of an eclectic taste and you like all the, these different sounds, you like a, a kind of a trap typing sound, you like a little dark feature joint, um, you know, for that person, they're loving it because they like it all. But, you know, for me, yeah, I, I, it does feel like it's going in a different direction. Fair. Any other thoughts, Eric, Adrian, about that question? Um, I think, I think that's a fair question because it does, there's, a, I was thinking that the other day when I was listening in the car, but I do think overall it's cohesive because um, Good point. It, it's an arc. It's, it's Good an point. arc is that, you know, he, he starts here and then he comes to, he gives us nostalgia, which is what he usually does in the middle of his album. He makes it a little bit more contemporary and then he rounds it back out again and no pun intended comes full circle so i feel that this section of the album maybe the back-to-back -back of a more contemporary song can be can feel a little bit too much in one spoon but because hip boy and him were working together on every track there is a cohesiveness to the full picture it's just that back-to-backness if you listen to the album in a section it could feel like that yeah Fair. Yeah. Adrian, do you have any response to that? No, but that was well said. No. That was yeah. well said. <laughs> cool. So now, now we're, we're over halfway finished. We're at, uh, you know, track eight. So we've got this little dirt feature. Some of us are loving everything, even the eclectic mix. Some of us are feeling like, ah, man, these last three songs, I don't know. Uh, and then he hits us with this song, All Bad, featuring Anderson Pack. <laughs> To all the ones I loved across the world uh -huh. It was all good Till it went bad It was all good till she went bad yeah. Alright, we'll pause it there God. That, Oh man I, At this point, I'm like, alright Nas, I can forgive you if I didn't like the previous three songs It's cool I give you a, pa a pass for those songs Because this is such a dope song And Anderson Pack. I love Anderson Pack. I, I just feel like this this song is is one of those grown you know, man. grown man, and it's one of those songs that like I think so many people can appreciate. Not not just what he's talking about, but like the feel of it, the vibe of it. I mean, it's, it's it makes me think of like this is a good song that people that like music, period, would like. You know, your thoughts. Um. So to touch on what Eric said, um, with everything coming full circle. That's exactly um, what this song does for me. So I want to clear the air. The, the three prior songs, I actually like them. I don't, I don't dislike them. I was just concerned that the direction was changing. But that in and of itself isn't a bad thing either. It's just broadening the scope a little more. And sometimes Nas is known for being so narrow that this is just broadening the scope. I think this track is so important, the placement as well. Because if you were thinking along those lines for the last three tracks, this song kind of puts everything in perspective. There's still a bit of an R&B feel to it. They're still singing on the hook with Anderson. So it's not that much different than the three prior in, in, in that um, train of thought. 
but man, it's just the chorus is so milky and the bass line and the the drum do do do. Um, and just everything he's saying, you could tell he's been through it. And, you know, to allude to what Eric was saying, he wrote to this, you know, he, he yeah. wrote to this beat. Like you, you just feel it. Like yeah. th- when I was listening to this, I'm like, damn, I want to get older. I want to <laughs> gain that wisdom. You know, I want more, I want some more gray. Like he just, <laughs> he, he has that wisdom where he's just taking you there with him and you just appreciate hearing it from Nas. Um, damn, I hate to take a loss. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, real, sure. real. I love that. Eric? Yeah, this song is, again, it, it of the vibe to it, the immediate vibe to it with the chorus. It is so smooth. And, you know, I, I'm one of those people who is a fan of, of Nas and he go, does like the Black Girl Lost type of vibe from 96. Yeah. I like those type of songs. I think he pulls them off well, but he is now at the age where we buy it a little bit more, the sincerity to it, we it's yeah. believable. But this is something he's always kind of been able to do really, really well. And it doesn't surprise me that he has a song like this. Just in the past, I feel like when he tries to, it doesn't have as timeless of a groove to it. Like, you know, we think of uh, Hey Nas off of Godson. And it was real dope for the time. But again, it, it doesn't, this I feel again, will will have a, a broader range to it because of the, there's a real R&B smoothness to it as opposed to a manufactured one. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Like he's not doing it for the sake of doing it this time, whereas in the past, sometimes it felt like mm-hmm. I got to have that song on here. Let mm-hmm. me find a, a girl for the chorus, like Aaliyah, you won't see me tonight. It's like, yeah, all right. But this doesn't That's feel like that. That's a good point. That's a good point. I just I just want to chime in quickly on that too. Um, why that's a good point as well is when you hear I hate to take a loss, like you follow Nas's career. You were there with him on Godson when his mom passed. You you felt the somber energy. You were there with him with the clean white suit with the green dress on his lap when, with his divorce with 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 Khalees. You were there. So when you hear Damn I hate to take a loss, it means so much more. Mm-hmm. And for an album that took so many risks, it sounds so, it, it doesn't sound forced at all. Yeah. Even the songs that you think don't sound like him or shouldn't feature certain artists, he, there's no compromise whatsoever. It's so true to him. And I've gained so much respect for the King on this album alone because of that. And it shows mm-hmm. me how much more comfortable he is right now. And, and I think something must be said for that. Right on. Said it well. Adrian, your thoughts? I should go first. You guys have so many good points to add to stuff about these songs. <laughs> uh, I think this might be my favorite song on the album, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, Mine right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I- I'm sure in some capacity or another, we have felt what the song is expressing, if not countless times, you know. Um, it's very relatable. And Anderson Pack killed it. I mean, he kills everything, though. That guy's definitely too cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then one line I always love. Well, it's a few lines. Taking down some of the girls Drake and Future took down, but I got no time for juveniles throwing tantrums. Here's two words. Call me. That, that, that's just like, I, I feel that, man. Oh, man. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, yeah no, none of these Instagram chicks. But anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, dope song. Perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. So that's all bad. And that leads us into the very short Brucey B song, The Definition. Yes. Something new for my man now. This is the world famous Brucey B. We call this one The Definition. <laughs> it's that vibe. Get your groove on, stop playing. You know what I mean? All the way from Queensbridge. My man now, something new. Here we go. Yeah, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. He's dope on this one. I, I really like this song. It's a short song. I like Brucey e. B on it. I like they paid homage to Brucey e. B. I love I, I love when cats like that get on it and yell on the track and you know get you know get people hyped and stuff like that. Uh, and I also, it also I also have to mention that um, Nas is realizing that he needs to drink more alkaline water and eat more cherries. So I appreciate that about this song too. <laughs> He says that later on, but I like this. It's just a, a nice, the beat, like the beat is not super out of this world, but it, it, I don't know. I think it just fits well. It's got a good energy to it. Nas rises track. Well, I, I really like this joint. What, what do you think has? Um, I'm going to give Adrian a chance to go first on this one. Yeah, let's let Adrian go first. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, it it's short. Uh, I mean, it's an excellent game uh, song. He is, he is saying a lot on this uh on this track a lot of knowledge uh and he's really just spitting he's he's pretty much showing you that if you were concerned he can't still out rap most everyone he, he shows you on this uh just from the jump he's just spitting left and right uh a lot a lot being said it's just it's a great track to introduce what the later half of the album is gonna be introducing and talking about yeah so we'll, we'll go in reverse so eric what do you think uh, yeah, I mean, I love the old school vibe to it. I love when he adds this to his albums. Um, when he did that on Life is Good, I loved it. He had, sometimes the beats were familiar or, you know, you've heard that before. But when, when Nas gets on it, there's that Nas element to it. And I just feel like this this has that sort of classic Nas, uh, what, you, what you came or, or hope to hear from him. Um, Lyrically, he kills it. I do think that the the things he's talking about are very contemporary, which maybe in a couple mm -hmm. years you'll hear it and it'll age the subject matter. But the song, I, I think, will will stand the test of time. And at this point of the album, I was kind of thinking to myself, I'm interested to see how he'll ruin this because so far we got we got a good thing going. <laughs> so the next song, I was really interested in wondering, like, I, ho I really hope this lives up to what I hope it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right but on. I like it. Cool. <laughs> Has? Yes. So um, I kind of got the vibe that this would have been a song that could have almost been um, put on the Lost Tapes 2. Mm. I don't know. When I hear it, it kind of gives me that vibe like it could have been a, a song on, on that album. Um, but he's also talking about, as you said, the alkaline water and the cherries, changing up your diet and whatnot. Um, I think that's why it's called the definition because I think he's kind of giving you a breakdown of King's disease. Yeah, right. So then the, the, the track being the definition. Definitely love that he brought a little more boom bap into the mix. Um, you know, and as, as Eric said, it's just bringing everything back full circle. I think on this album, Nas is pleasing any fan. Any fan out there, there's something on this um, album that you could appreciate and walk away with and say, yeah, I really... I really think Nas is dope. So for the for the 
hip hop heads in the group we're in, <laughs> there's definitely something for them. And for, you know, artists who are in other groups whom we often, you know, make light of in our group, they also have music um, that they probably appreciate from this album. And um, I, I'm just loving it uh, as a whole. I'm just loving what it stands for. I'm loving what, um, I'm loving where he is. I'm loving the stature. I'm loving that he's realized he's the king and he just does what he wants. And, and, and it's just apparent on this album. But this record is really dope. Love the boom bap. Um, I'm at this point thinking like, okay, is he going to finish the album with this kind of energy? Yeah. Where are we going to go with it, right? So right. this is what I'm thinking at that particular point. Yeah. I was thinking the same exact thing in this next song. When I first uh, listened to the album, I was I almost skipped to this 10th song, track 10, Full Circle, because it's the firm reunion. I love AZ. I love Cormega. Foxy Brown's on there. So I was like, all right, I got to hear this. But I didn't. I listened to the entire album in its order. And so now we're here. The big firm wait, reunion. Wait, 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 wait. I got to say this. Can we hear AZ's verse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, we can do that. <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's find it here. Dialogue superb, flies cause on a curve. Word when I evolved, the higher guard emerged, preserved, more subtle. Come from the stress and the struggle. Young then, obsessed in the bubble about it. Took advantage if a woman allowed it. One of the fallacies, some would say I was childish, money driven. Receivers, I perceived it as living. Gifts and ribbons, any kisses on the lips were forbidden. I was on it. See, Curry didn't shorty was cornered. No worries for the naughty, it was high performance. Or was it really? The games that I was playing was silly. Similar to them days when I was packing that Millie, it could have killed me. Caution never crossing my mind. She calling crime. <laughs> me, I'm more concerned why she ain't falling in line. Was bugging. Grew a lot since they said I was stubborn. Guess it's real. Even players need loving. When you enamored by female companions, there's no standards. What you hit and it's with the dynamics. That's the damage reflected. No first impressions. What she expecting? Why when men don't follow directions? It's deception. I was intrigued by following. And you know, Cormega does his thing too on there. Uh, yeah, I like that yeah. Cormega verse. I, I, I like Cormega, but AZ, I'm glad you uh, invited us to listen to that song or that verse has because AZ, man, and he always comes correct. Like he's always on point. He's just as sharp as he Especially was. Especially with Nas, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, he is so dope. He is so dope. Uh, well, let's, let's start again with Adrian. What, what do you think about this song? The Firm <laughs> Reunion, Full Circle. Uh, I I was so thrilled to see this uh, this song on the album, uh, "The Real Firm." No disrespect to nature, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this song this song is incredible. I mean, these guys, these are some of the greatest MCs, period, uh, and they all kill it. Uh, I was pleased to hear Foxy Brown so got it. I never really followed her uh, career, but I don't know the last thing she put out, but it's been a while, uh, and. As always, AZ proves why everyone, almost everyone says he's the most underrated MC ever. Uh, that that was, that, that gave me heart palpitations when I listened to that the first time in the verse. <laughs> um, and then uh, I also, I, I love the line, Cormega, where is it here? Uh, shit, sorry. I think I know uh, the line. For better or worse, every blessing and curse understand exotic sands come after the dirt. I was like, wow, Jesus, Cormega with the jigs <laughs> as usual. Uh, yeah, great, great song, great beat. Uh, I love that soul sample. That whoa, uh, yeah. yeah, perfect song. Dope, dope. Eric, your thoughts? Um, 
again, this was a song I wanted to skip to as soon as I saw the track listing, mm-hmm. uh, seeing that it was the the affirmative action original firm got me really excited too. And you know, it starts off Nas is, is has you up here, AZ takes it up there, Cormega keeps it, but for me, Foxy dropped the song for me. I did not enjoy her verse. I didn't think it matched what the three gentlemen were doing, talking that grown man, life experience, dropping gems. I just felt she came in and she bum rushed the song in a way that I was like, mm-hmm. Foxy, what are you doing, man? Like, well, yeah. that, that was the only thing for me that I just felt like her feature was nice to see her there, but I'm like, what are you, what did you do? Why did you do that? But AZ, I was, I was at work when I first heard this. I think my head was underneath the sink and I just popped my head up and I was like, what? Well, let me rewind what this guy is doing all over again. This is like, it's vintage AZ. Like he always comes correct, especially when him and Nas were on a track. It's beautiful. No doubt. Has? I like nature. That's Me wrong too. with nature. I like nature. <laughs> I like nature too. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> AZ, like Nas, but AZ on this track, man, <laughs> he was just so smooth. Like it, right in the pocket. He was just right yeah. in the pocket. Cormega did his thing as well, but I could I could sleep well at night with just Nas and AZ on that track. Um, <laughs> but I, it was really good to see, you know, everything come full circle um and and see the firm together i do feel like foxy brown wore track pants to a formal invite (laughs) sort of you know brought the the class level down just a touch um but the beauty of having foxy brown go last is that you can listen to everything uninterruptedly and then just close Mm. it off after after cormega's verse so if foxy Uh, were sorry foxy if if she wore the tracksuit what did dre wear because Dr. Dre has that little verse at the end. What did y'all think about that? Uh, that was Dr. Dre. I had no idea. I gotta I revisit he, the Dre part. I think he might have been in a mat. I think he was in a matching dress suit with Foxy. <laughs> that just goes to show you how much we've listened to it after Cormega's verse. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I felt like Dre's part, though, at first I didn't really recognize that it was him, but um, I just felt like it was an outro as opposed to a verse, yeah, yeah. which which kind of gave it a little bit of hype, like that, that shit talking that you want from a hype man, and it just happened to yeah. rhyme in spots, which I thought was dope, mm-hmm. but the, the Foxy part, I just felt like she could have added a real cherry on top to the song to give you a female perspective of dealing with men. Right. And Yeah, she sounded I, stuck. In the 90s. Yeah, yeah, and it was like you don't gotta prove to us who you are, Foxy. You no, know, first of all, people aren't gonna maybe know you, but the people who do know you, like she, she, when you think of um, affirmative action, hate, hate to go back to that, but her verse on that, you, she did math on you. I, I remember doing the calculations. She may not have wrote it, but she can spit. She can really spit something, you know. So I just thought it was a, a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Especially hearing though how they were coming off. Like hearing Nas so smooth, hearing, you know, Cormega talk that grown up talk and AZ hearing how his delivery was. What would make you think, you know, 
her hearing yeah. anyway i don't want to yeah. no i feel like well in addition to what you all have already said the, the other thing that comes to mind uh, on this one is I, I i don't know if that beat is going to age well for me i don't know i, I think it's a i think it's a good beat um but i don't know i'm i don't think it's a great beat like for the firm i just thought the beat was going to be you know out of this world and maybe for some people they think that I do think the beat worked really well AZ's verse though. I think the way AZ flowed on there, the fact that like, you know, there's not a lot of snares, um, there's just a lot of space, you know, in the beat. I think AZ, you know, obviously what he talked about was dope, but I think he rode that track the best out of all of them. Um, and I love oh, that no. Cormega is on there because, you know, Cormega and Nas, you know, had that spat for a number of years um and just to see them back together on a song uh is, is a beautiful thing because i like both of those uh, i really like i've always liked cormac i think he's dope so uh that was fun to see so that's full circle we're getting towards the end of the album and uh the next yeah, song we're going to go into is called 10 points play this one out a bit till what's that play it out a little bit yeah. Yeah. America, the beautiful, gangsters paradise. For a black man to be rich, you say we sacrifice our own family members. Like we're not savvy enough to make our standard figures. And ain't nobody in no cult. I give so much financially give away, but there's an aspect of that that's crippling to us today. Still coping and dealing with my environment as a kid. I trust no one today because what someone in my past did. King, gotta learn to let it go and move forward. King, you should learn to say no, keep all your dough in. King, Michael Jordan gives back and you didn't know it. Like LeBron does, but it's just seldom they show it. King, get 10 points from one bird doing your thing. King, to one of your homies decide to sing. King, I started saying peace, King, on my song The Flyers. And after that, it took off like fire. Peace, King. Take it from a street dude. You don't need you to be there? a street dude. Ah. Get a lawyer, read your yeah, contract, yeah, yeah, yeah. and eat food. Yeah, Eric, why'd you want to hear more of the track? You just really like that song? You know what? There's something about the chorus the chorus and the verse, mm. the way they blend together, yeah. that the boom, 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 it builds, it builds. Yeah. And when you get to the chorus where you, where you just king, got him in a, like, and then the horns, oh, ooh, the horns. it, it yes. rounds it out. And for me, that's one of like that, that song gives me goosebumps. Like, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I love that song. It's, I love to me, it's horns. perfect. Yeah. That song to me is perfect. Yeah. has yep. what do you think? Yep. Um, you know, the song prior was um, Full Circle, but this song is really what brings the album to me back to Full Circle. He sang King on the hook. Um, yeah. And, you know, there were two other songs that sounded like royalty. Um, I believe the intro and there was another one. But in any event, with the horns on the hook, mm -hmm. it makes like when I first heard it, I, I thought this, this this song started off sort of like Sly Fox. He has a song called Sly Fox. Yep, yep. <laughs> So I thought it was yeah. giving me that vibe. But then when I heard the hook and then I heard the horns come in, I said, oh, it's the king shit. He's bringing back that royal yeah. sound. And now he's saying king. And then just everything he was saying on the record, you don't got to do this street-ish. I'm like, man, this dude is just so ill with it. Like I brought yeah. you Peace King on that album, Stillmatic or whatever. Yeah. And and it, I love when he, he reminds you of, you know, I'm the dude that rocked the part in the hair. I'm the if dude you that were there, you knew. Famous. If you were yeah. there, you knew. So I just thought that like, and again, this is me looking at the titles. 
after full circle, you actually have a song that brings back everything full circle. I just thought it was kind of cool the way he was rounding off the album. Um, and I really appreciated the horns because it made me feel like King's Disease, the title, wasn't just a title. It, it, it was also sonically considered when he was putting together the track yeah. listing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Adrian, your thoughts? I don't mean this in a bad way. The song is fantastic, but nothing really stood out to me except for the chorus that everyone's mentioned, uh, referencing the flies from Stillmatic. Uh, it's a very good song, but and I love the chorus, but nothing really stood out otherwise. I mean, it's, just, it's a good song. It's a very good song. Yeah, for me, this song is one of those, like, um, how, how you describe it? It's like a, it's like the difference between, you know, seeing someone that has, that's all made up, you know, can be a guy, girl, whatever. They're all made up. They're all flashy. And then you see someone that's real simple, not made up, very, you know, very simple. And you're attracted to that person, the simplicity. And I feel like that's kind of what this song is to me. It's like, it's not over the top. You know, like you said, Eric, it kind of builds a little bit. Then the horns come in. There's nothing, there's no fireworks in the song, but to me, it just all works well together. And, and I really like what you said, Eric, about the hook and how he, he just, it just flow, the hook, the way he rhymes into the hook and then out of the hook, um, as you were talking about, I, th I think it's kind of like that, sim that simple person. Like there's just something about it that's profound yet simple. So I, I really like this song. Um, and obviously, I love, not obviously, but I love horns too. So I love that touch. I like your point, Eric, about, or has about, you know, the, the full circle here. And we're coming to the end. So he's trying to bring it full circle. We got two more, well, really one more song. And then I guess the last track is, you know, listed as a bonus. Um, but the last song, uh, The Cure, I'm gonna play a, a few different snippets because this, this song kind of changes around a little bit as we get into it. So I'll, I'll try to find a few different snippets of The Cure uh, and then we'll talk about it. Too many changes, you change from your greatness, become a byproduct of yourself, all for the paper regardless. The market see you as an old ass artist, the McCartney's live past the Lennons, but Lennon's the hardest. Stay on your path, stay on your craft. They just want you to switch your lanes up so they can hate on your ass. What's in the name? What's in the name? Suffering and pain, guts, blood, and tears. Aim straight, game face, king's grace. Right, we'll, I came we'll in this thinking my bit. Rick James behavior. Life is school for the soul, and I'm in life seven already. Life simple but heavy, incomprehensible shit. Everything from sexy to deadly. I done been through that shit. Still going deeper like I grew a new inch on my dick. So there's a lot going on in that song. It, it changes a lot. Horns, beat changes. Uh, so there's a lot there. It's called The Cure. Has what do you think about this joint? Um, It's dope. Um, I like that he kind of switched things up a bit. Um, Just in case you felt like things were you know, too predictable. If you ever thought that, I, I really appreciate it. I also, I also hoped that some of those beats were split up and actually replaced some other moments in the album. Yes, um, I thought that same thing. I was thinking like, man, I could have really used the full song of that beat, but elsewhere. Right. Um, but I was happy that he did it nonetheless and he kind of did it all in one track. Um, you get that royal feeling to close off the album. Like, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. It's like, this is the way you end it. This yeah. is 
this is that kink stuff we're talking about right here. Um, man, Nas is just so talented. At this point, I'm listening to the album. And I'm thinking, man, this he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> this this is just what he's choosing to do. But he can do whatever he wants. Um, I'm 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 listening to the album and I'm thinking this this is giving me in terms of output. It's it's um I would almost rank it where life is good meets Nazir. And I'll explain mm. that as we wrap it up after. Okay. I'll explain right. what I mean by that. Cool, cool. Uh, Adrian, your thoughts? Uh, I think this is an incredible song. He is touching on a lot in this, uh, in this song. The first verse, I love how he references other artists, older artists, perhaps in some cases forgotten or less revered. Uh, people that have left us, um, and then how he switches it up with with the beat switch, of course, talking about all the you know the uh, Queensbridge stuff, and you know later how we uh, well at the end when he says I'm on my uh, bridge shit, <laughs> referencing MC Sand and Marley Marr and all those guys. Uh, it, it's it's an incredible song. There's a, there's a lot to unpack with it. So yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Eric? Yeah, I, I agree with uh, what Adrian said there. There's a lot to unpack. It's, I think, yeah. the song that will keep on giving over time. Uh, I think it's a great way to to end it. The last two tracks that you played, um, sorry, 10 Points and The Cure, I think they feed into each other really well in rounding yeah. the album out thematically of where he wanted to take the subject matter. And now it's just jewels and gems that he's dropping, right? Yeah. At, at, he's, he's really giving you that words of wisdom. And I feel um, it it gives me that same sort of vibe that 444 gave me of grown men, you know, that that regal feel of men who no longer need to compete. Mm. They no longer they don't they don't have to compete with you to show that they're better. They they there's a, a sense of awareness of knowing who they are as artists and being comfortable with that yeah. and what they're but it, and it's coming through in in what they're saying in the songs like you right. you know that they've lived it it's it's very authentic so i really enjoy this song to round off the album yeah i think it's a, a perfect last song i love it it might be my favorite song on the album although i've said that yeah. i could say that about a lot of the songs on the album but um yeah i, I love i i agree with you has I, there are some beat changes where i thought man i, I wish <laughs> yeah. he would have just used this as a full song to replace you know this other one um but you know, it's a great song. Uh, I love it. So, and like you said, Eric, I, I do think it's going to keep on giving because of all the changes and all the content. So love it. Love it. So that pretty much wraps up, I guess, the album. But then there's this extra song on here. It's listed as a bonus track uh, called Spicy. Uh, it's got, I don't know how you said it, Vivio, Foreign, and uh, ASAP. Ver I've heard of ASAP. I've never heard of Vivio before, but we'll just get into a little bit of it and then we'll chat about it. Bullshit, your lordship, niggas talking yachts and some more shit, I used to run the block, now I'm corporate, hopping out, you know with sun when the doors lift, whole squad hot the burners. Alright, cool, we'll stop there, uh, you get the idea, um, let's see, we'll start with Adrian, Adrian, what do you, what do you think about this joint here? 
I'm glad this is considered a bonus track. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I appreciate Nas's verse. I enjoy it, and then I turn it off. Yeah. No offense to other guys. I don't know Fivio or uh, apparently neither do you. Uh, and really, ASAP Mob does nothing for me. But uh, Nas's verse is dope, and I like the beat. It's enjoyable. Cool, cool. Eric, your thoughts? I like this song. I'm not gonna front. I love that beat. The piano on it. Yeah. Gets me hyped up. I, I do enjoy it. I don't care for a Fivio Foreign's verse. I feel it's it's kind of your run of the mill type of uh, rapping today. I, I it doesn't do anything for me. Like I don't take anything from it. Be like, mm, that was a line. But uh, ASAP Ferg can go on. But but I think Nas Nas's verse is super dope for me. I love the chorus. Okay, like it's it's got something that you can. Sometimes you need a chant. You need a song that you can chant to, and a and a beat that is sparse enough that you can you can even rock to, right? So yeah. I think this again, it's right. It's it's placed in the right spot. It's good that it's a bonus track. Yeah, but I has, like it. Oh, I do yeah. like it. Cool, cool. Has I like the idea of this being the bonus track. You appreciate the song more. There's no pressure. It's not competing with other songs. It's just a bonus track. Nas is on his ignorant shit. Okay, okay. Like, yeah, Nas. <laughs> Burp and just don't even say excuse me. Why don't you? <laughs> I just, you know, like, let's, you wrapped up. You put it, you put together a really dope album. Mm -hmm. Exhale. Have fun on this one. And um, I kind of like with this whole King Disease. And if you break down the meaning of King Disease, it's kind of like gluttony and, you know, what you eat and whatnot. And I think that it's dope that Nas is sharing his food so to speak with so many artists and you know this closing it off is another example of that with asap and whoever the other artist was i can't remember the name but then you look at all the features on the album and it's like you know what he's is a prime example of you know reverse king's disease i guess you can say so mm. um i just i i like that song i like that song yeah i like that song I, i'm not gonna front i like that song yeah it's all good i i love the beat um, I typically don't like beats like this, but I love it. It's got great energy to it. Uh, you mentioned the piano. Like, I love the piano. I love the spacious, how it's spacious, as you mentioned, Eric. Um, so there's a lot to love about it. The thing about Vivio Foreign, like, what I can't wrap my mind around, like, you know, you, you're invited to be on a Nas song. It just seems like he could, he, he must have the capacity to do better <laughs> uh, than what he did. Um, so I just I wasn't really so. feeling his verse. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I but I um, think that's how they rap. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. So I wasn't really feeling his verse. But aside from that, yeah, I I really do like this song. Um, it was dope. All right, so we we finished the album. Want to go around and just if you want to share just kind of your final thoughts on the album, uh, you know, uh, all together. Um, overall, what do you think about the album overall, your thoughts? And then I'm going to ask one more follow-up question to put everyone on the spot, but we'll, we'll just get with final thoughts first, and then we'll have our final questions. So who wants to go first here just to, to give us a wrap-up of your final thoughts? Adrian, go Adrian ahead, Adrian go first. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> For God's oh. sakes, let Adrian go. <laughs> uh, so now that we got all that out of the way, I'm not going to front when I first listened to the album. I got to hold up. I'm sorry, guys. Let me pull up the track list. Uh, I got maybe past car 85. A couple songs after that. Here we go. 
I got to like 27 summers replaced me and I was like, this album is boring. I'm not appreciating it. Uh, and then, and then I got back revisited and the more and more I listened to it, the more I'm like, this might be my top five favorite, you know, somewhere in top five favorite Nas albums. Um, I think it's very well done. Uh, definitely the follow-up I was hoping for after life is good. Um, hit boy killed it. And now I'm happy to have Nas back and looking forward to a lot more work from him, hopefully in the future. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks Adrian. All right, Eric has, who's next? I'll go next. I'll, I'll right. let Eric anchor. Um, King's disease. I really felt like this was, um, this is where Nas needed to be. And this is what Nas needed to do. Um, when I look back and listen to that album, I feel like Nas is no longer competing. You know, he's just dropping sweet wisdoms on you. And wisdom is a slow burn. You have to experience it. You have to go mm. through it. And often it takes time. So I think that's why most people aren't blown away the first initial listen. They have to go back and give it multiple listens because just like wisdom, it needs time. You can't yeah. teach wisdom. You need time. And I think that's where Nas is. And I think that's what he's exuding all over the album because he's dropping a lot of gems on this album. He's just not making it scientific, but they're gems. So I think as time goes on, a lot of people will learn to appreciate things. Even after watching this, if anyone's watching out there, <laughs> for the millions of y'all, um, just hearing how even we break it down, you get to listen to the album with different ears yeah. and a different perspective, and you grow a greater appreciation um, for the actual music. So I think that um, even though you hear King's disease and you're thinking King, he's actually really humble and just sharing um, wisdom with you and almost taking a step back with the heavy lyricism and messaging to actually give you a gem and life lessons to live by. So um, as I was saying before, I would say this album is sort of like a life is good meets Nazaire. And I say Nazaire and people might think, why Nazaire? Because it's risk-taking. Nazaire, he, he um, wrote a lot of different tempoed beats really slow that one may not think is Nas's cup of tea or his tempo, but he did it. And I think yeah. that's what kind of led to him trying some things on this album because there were some beats and some features that you would otherwise never hear Nas with. So I think that doing the Nas Zero album and you know Kanye influencing him to do different sounds and different tempos, it opened up his appetite to try different things, which is what you see on this album. So I'd say it's in between a Nazir and a life is good with mm. the wisdom meeting the experiment. Yeah. That's cool. Good way to put it. Eric, your thoughts wrapping up? Uh, I, I love the the theme of the album title matching with the, the content of the things that he spoke about, the cohesiveness with him and one producer. I think it it's uh, nothing feels forced. A lot of times you listen to major hip hop artists and you know, like that was a song they were, they needed to make a song like that for there to be yeah. a single or for there to be some crossover appeal. Right. Um, and, and I don't feel, even with this album, collaborations that I would never, like it wasn't strange to see Nas collaborate with Rick Ross. It's a lot more strange for me to see him collaborate with uh, Little Dirk. But the, the, the songs all work. None of them feel forced or, or make him look like he's 
um, compromising. Compromising, yeah. Like that was the biggest issue, or the mm-hmm. biggest thing to criticize him for. Like even when he did Braveheart Party on an otherwise great album, it's like, where did this song come from? Or you know, the genuine song. Where, 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 why? Yeah. But that doesn't happen here. Even with songs that I would have been scratching my head, looking at, what, what, what? Why are you doing this? Yeah. It yeah. works. Good point. It works. And so the, the fact that it's not forced makes me score it very, very high. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I'm very biased to Nas. So usually when he releases an album, I really, really like it uh, initially. And I'll always put it in my top five Nas catalog. That's how much I like the, the guy. But this one, it has a shelf life, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it has a shelf life more than some of the other ones. Yeah. Dope, dope. I, I like the album overall. Definitely like it. Um, you know, we talked about this where, you know, right around 27 summers, it feels like it, it takes on a different um, vibe to it. And I, I see the perspective of like it, it coming back full circle. Um, and I can respect that. You know, I, I, I would have loved to to see that the, the vibe of those first four songs, you know, continue uh, with that essence, you know, throughout. Uh, and for me, if that happened, I, you know, I would have been saying this, this is like, you know, second, third best, you know, Nas album ever. Um, but like I said, overall, I liked it, you know, and those songs that he did that I may not be my cup of tea, you know, it's Nas, he's, he's doing his thing. He's, he's trying things um, and more power to him, you know, for taking those risks and, and trying, you know, um, you know, new things. So it's all good. So uh, before we go, the last thing I want to uh, have you guys do is I want us to come up with our, you could do top five if you want, um, at least top three Nas albums, uh, at least top three. And then where do you think this album is going to fall uh, in his discography? Is it going to fall towards the top, towards those top three? Is it going to fall towards the bottom, somewhere in the middle? Um, where is it going to be? So I'll, I'll go ahead and go first since through this uh, question at you uh, on the spot so you can be thinking about it. For me, you know, Illmatic is number one. Um, I, think, I don't think you'll ever top Illmatic in my mind, at least for my ears. Love Illmatic. It was written for me as number two. I, I love it was written. I think those are both solidified classics. My, my third, it's like a three-way tie for third with me because I love Stillmatic. I love Life is Good. Um, I love those two albums. They're definitely in the top five. But this album, the double disc that he did, Streets Disciple, even though there's some songs on there I didn't really care for, there's like, you know, over 20 joints. And so there's an easy album there, like 14, 15 joints that I really, really love. And I, I think King's Disease is going to be right there in the mix of those three, Stillmatic, Streets Disciple, and Life is Good. Probably lagging behind, but still in that in that tier right mm-hmm. there, uh, I think. I think that's where it's gonna pan out for me personally. So who's next? Who wants to, to tell us your top I'll three go. to five? Go ahead, Haz. Um, is the, are we including the Lost Tapes? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I say, yeah, those are albums. So I'm gonna do ill number one, still number two, mm. and then I'm gonna do the lost tapes, the first one. 
at number three. Um, number four, I'm gonna do. I want to say life is good. I want to say life is good, so I'm gonna say life is good. <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry. It was written four. Life is good five, and then maybe I'm flirting with King's Disease, Godson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that, around that area. But yeah, that's what I got. All right, cool, cool. Eric or Adrian, who wants to go next? All right, Adrian, you want to? Okay, go. All for right, it. jump in, Adrian. Uh, it was written. Oh, Illmatic. And then it gets tough for me. Um, <laughs> I, I want to like flip a coin, coin toss. If there was a three-sided coin, of uh, I am Stillmatic or Godson. Um, I mean, it's really hard to pick. I, I want to go with like I am or Godson with one of those. And then four would be uh, Life is Good. And then I think this might be number five for me. I don't know if it's because it's new, but I'm putting it number five. Dope, dope, dope. And you would put it was written at number one? That's, that's, that's what, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love yeah. that. Cause most people say Illmatic, but the, you know, there are a few of you out there that like it was written more. I think that's dope. <laughs> Such a great album. Cool. Eric, what's your thoughts or what are your um, top five? Naturally Illmatic number one, just because of the time and place, you'll never be able to capture that again. Uh, but I don't think that it was written as far off. In my opinion, I've grown to like that album more and more and more as the years gone by. I think it's a certified classic. Um, I know people criticize it for the sophomore slump, but lyrically as an MC, he just, I think he surpassed it was Illmatic on it. Was I written. agree wholeheartedly. Lyrically? It's just, it's just incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. Um, so those two mm -hmm. are the top two for me. And then third would probably be lost tapes the first lost tapes because i feel it encapsulates what i was hoping i am would be mm. it's got the autobiographical aspect of it it's got a little bit of that sense of battle rapping that i want from nas like i i like uh, everybody's crazy better than ether as a diss track i just think he goes so hard on that it's it's more subliminal but yeah. i love it because it's it's him really i don't know he just sounds very hungry but in a not in such an overt way but uh lost tapes is incredible to me even though it's an amalgamation of albums on there and then the fourth and fifth spot stillmatic for sure is is right up there um maybe tied with the lost tapes it's very hard not to put stillmatic at number two in some in some cases and then number five um the untitled album i thought i thought was really hmm. strong um it was timely and kind of forgotten, but it was a strong set of songs. This album, this current one, is really, really good as well. I'm trying to think, there's so many Nas albums. Yeah. It, you know which album I really love? Uh, Life is which Good, one? of course. Life is Good, I think I'd put above it, Untitled. But one of the best Nas albums, I think, is um, the one he did with Damien Marley. I love that oh, album. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't get talked about. Oh, much. I forgot to uh, mention that. Distant it's Relatives. Yeah, Distant Relatives, yeah. yeah, this, yeah. This, this, Distant Relatives is, for me, I thought was an incredible album. I know Damien Marley kind of shines a little bit more on that because it, it lends itself to his style. But I thought that album was great. Yeah. So, and, and like you said, Till, the, the Double Disc album, 
I thought it was just too long, but if he's trimmed it down to a one disc, yeah, incredible. But incredible. Can't we say that about every double album though? If we trim it down, I I gotta say like that to me is, I can't. You know, as a hip hop head, I feel like that's almost a slight cop out. Just because you have two discs, anybody can trim it down to one and make a classic, right? Right, and I think I think the the problem with double discs albums for the most part is that they pardon me they want to go in different directions thematically that can be very very hard because he he has in that album i think the thing that we were concerned this album doing where it hits a pocket where it's like oh he's going he's going with a character now like that scarlet o'hara mm-hmm. character that he uses and then it just disappears on you but um it, it's just more the body of work like when you take the songs apart i mean he's nice very few times where that's true (laughs) very few times where i'm like that album's forgettable nostradamus is maybe the only time for me where i'm i really want to like this album i like it i convinced myself i like this album but i was like i don't like Uh, this i know exactly nasir just felt incomplete yeah this album this album felt complete nasir just felt like you're done that's it yeah, it felt so long, but it was so short. It's very weird. Yeah, for sure. I, and I, I feel what you're saying has on the double disc cop out. There is cop one. Out. <laughs> there is one example I think of a double disc uh, hip hop album that is dope, pretty much the whole way through. And you you, you don't say, oh, we should trim off, you know, 40 percent of this album to make it one album. And it just came out this summer. It's the Blue and Exile album. Uh, I gotta Miles. listen to that. I gotta listen I, to that. I'll, I'll make a statement. Might might sound you know blasphemous, but I think it's the greatest uh, double disc in hip hop ever. I heard a couple of tracks off it, and it sounds really yeah. really good. I really like it. I really like it. So, uh, hey fellas, thank you so much uh, for lending your time and your experience and expertise and conversations with us tonight really appreciate it if you're watching this or listening to uh the podcast next friday or next thursday rather every thursday night uh we'll be back next thursday we're going to be interviewing henny low oh nice mutant academy he released an album earlier this year he's released a few but the one that really caught my attention was this album called sages and it it to me it feels like a dark native tongues album it has this like native tongue feel to it but it's dark and that you wouldn't expect from native tongues he's not from the native tongues but i'm just saying like that's kind of the vibe that i get from this album uh called sages so we're going to be interviewing henny low uh from mutant academy next thursday night so if you want to join us for that hit me up for the link and um would love to have you in here uh any final words fellas before we jump out of here anything you want to promote or say before we go Life is good. Life is good. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Just hope everybody stays safe and healthy and keep keep enjoying the music. Whatever right it is on. you love, do it. Right on. Be good to each other. We'll see y'all next time. Peace, peace, peace. Cheers, guys.